It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow the money. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. Here we go. Welcome into the program. This is Follow the Money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Paulie Howard. Yes, we are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino here for the next three hours on a Tuesday morning. Coming up on today's program, Matt Humans in 45 minutes. Dynamite on college basketball. We'll get his, some of his best bets for today's card and maybe a couple of uh, golf outrights at the Arnie Palmer this week. And Tom Habistro on the NBA, who was outstanding on the sport, coming up in two and a half hours. And, uh, Paulie, that's where we need to begin today in the NBA, because I do feel like there is part of me that wants to go back to yesterday's show, kind of crinkle it up, and throw it in the entire, you know, right in the garbage because of how many times we talk about the Lakers and how seriously you must take them as contenders in the West because of that big win against the Mavericks over the weekend, but also after the moves they made at the deadline and how all these teams are so close in the Western Conference, you know, we did preface it by saying if Anthony Davis can stay healthy and if LeBron can stay healthy. And, you know, a day after we heard him say, it popped, it popped, I heard it pop, LeBron's now going to miss a bunch of time down the stretch when they absolutely cannot afford to miss this guy. Yeah, and the schedule oh, yeah, the schedule was set up beautifully for him, too, as you pointed out with all the home games. We'll see what Anthony Davis is made of now. He has to carry him. It's bad for us. It's bad for the league, bad for Los Angeles. Uh, so I just – and now what – yet before the news, they were $1.35 to make the playoffs. They were favored. Now this is just going to – because everyone's so bunched up in the West. This is going to wreak havoc on the odds – and DK will throw them up probably later today on, on the yes-no playoffs and, and the play-in markets, too. I mean, the Pelicans, listless performance. Again, they get beat. Minnesota was plus 250, and Golden State was minus 260 mm-hmm. before the news. But this this changes everything. So he's out now how long? Is it only a week? Is it two weeks? I mean, with 20 games left, 
and you're sitting there at the, you know, like the 12 seed, but everyone else around you was losing, and it appears OKC is starting a mini tank here. Uh, it, and they it, get them tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what looks good is Utah 4-1. to What the hell were those odds, the Jazz, to make the playoffs? Well, their win total was, what, 25 and a half, Yeah, I they've believe. already gone over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good call. But that, And then they appear sitting around 500, that they're not going anywhere. I, I mean, mean it's a, the marketing story, well, this is great how Utah's playing. Just based on the wording of the original tweet that dropped yesterday from Sham Sharinia, who broke this news, he said extended amount of time. So to answer your question about a week or two weeks, I would to, to me, extended means much more than a week. And in fact, I would, if I had to guess here again, playing doctor on his tweet, extended would tell me more than two weeks as well. Like this could extend into yeah. the, you know, April, and maybe the regular season. And this is exactly what you said. Ah, you're right. Tomorrow's March, so yeah. you, you know who's on the clock, big time. It's Anthony Davis. Oh yes, dude. he is. I, yep. n- n- okay, this is the reason why they went out and got you, or one of the reasons, in case something happens to LeBron. Right, you needed to be his uh, wingman to win a championship, which you did in the bubble. Congratulations! But now it's time to go for 35 and 15 every single night. And you, no, no, there's no joking around. You need to turn into and be that dude that we've talked about for a decade, the the guy who can be a top five player in the NBA. And don't I don't I want no more of these, uh, you know, silly injuries. He can't go because of a hangnail, whatever it might be. You need to go out there and be the best player on the court or the second best player on the court, depending on the competition, every single game. Yeah. Sorry, no excuses. No, there's enough there. It's a, again, they did a great job at the deadline. You know, also bringing in Hachimura and how well Vanderbilt has played. They got rid of the vampire. So if AD can go out there and give you 25 and 15, there's enough there. There's enough there, but it sets up with all the home games. I'm interested to see what happens tonight. Uh, Going to Memphis, and Memphis is so good at home. And uh, now it's up to eight and a half. Uh, Big dogs now. It was crazy because this this number opened up around three. Yes. Early yesterday at DraftKings. And then it started to drift upwards to like four and a half and five. And the thought was there, well, LeBron's not going to play. And then once the news came down, just, I mean, see you later. That number took off to the moon and got to where it is right now. I'll tell you how I'm approaching tonight's card then. I did this yesterday, and, you know, we've had so many examples of teams in the last two months in the NBA where you find out, oh, they're down like three players tonight, and they go out there and they win anyway. Uh, it's so weird in this league. But, as you said, Grizzlies so good at home, and they can take teams apart when they want to. I, I did a three-team money line parlay that, uh, tonight that when I bet it, it was minus 112. It's still in that neighborhood, minus 115, minus 118. So I bet the Grizzlies tonight to win outright mm-hmm. against the Lakers, mm-hmm. thinking that uh, this is going to be at least for one game, you know, Lakers kind of uh, up against it too much. And then I'm fading the Rockets and the Spurs tonight. Good move. So the, the Nuggets are laying 10 against the Rockets, and the Jazz are laying a huge number against the Spurs, and they've combined to lose, what, 25 consecutive games? Yeah. San Antonio has lost 16 in a row. They are 2-14 and 14 ATS during the losing streak. The average loss, 15 points per game. Oh, good God. And Houston has lost nine in a row. And they are clearly tanking, as we yep. talked about yesterday. They're pulling one of their best players in the third quarter, and now he's not getting back on the court. Mm-hmm. So the red flags are up here, and they've been up for a while. Keep an eye on OKC, too. Because I don't think Gilgis Alexander's, I think he's out again tonight. And that line's only two and a half? Mm-hmm. Sacramento uh, just beat him, and they're playing again? That's, That's right. bizarre. But it's like kind of like, eh, hey, we don't want to make the playoffs. And maybe they're starting a little mini tank here. Keep an eye on the yep. Thunder as well. Yeah. Because if he's out and he misses extended time and it's a little bit what's going on with Houston with the, eh, we'll just start pulling guys in the third quarter.
for no reason. Yeah, I also wonder, there's part of me with the Lakers tonight, if they kind of just punt on this game altogether. Because the, they the Thunder play, are up next. Yeah, they play a back-to-back okay. back tomorrow night, and that yeah. game is more important. Yeah. Right? They're all important at this point, but the, the, the point is here, the Thunder are right there with them in the playoff mix. So you need to beat teams that are all bunched together uh, rather than a team like Memphis, who you have no chance of catching. Yeah. Well, the other thing, Memphis could overlook them. Memphis has had all kinds of issues since the uh, incident with Shannon Sharp. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other thing is, these guys are professionals too, and they have egos, and they, they have rabbit ears. They know. I mean, every, I'm sure all those guys are well aware and that everyone's saying your season's over now. Or if he's out for two weeks, your season's over. So we'll see if they show up with some pride and have a good week here and hold it down by the by the time he gets back. Oh, the, the, the tweet when it dropped yesterday made me sick. Oh, man. it's terrible. I know. The 47-1 to one ticket? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, 47 terrible to for one the league. To you got to the get, have the Lakers in the playoffs. I mean, the, the yeah. silver needs it in the worst way. Yep. Yep. You can't have LeBron missing again, and they're playing well. But all this, you know, it, it dropped you know three hours after we're talking about how they can go to Denver. They can go to you know Memphis, and if they would happen to get the six somehow, that's the goal for Darvin Ham. That you know against the Kings, come on, you'd have to like their chances. Mm. And it just for this guy now to go good to go down again. And we we saw it again on Sunday, but uh, we didn't know how severe it was going to be during the show yesterday. And now just for him to be out for an extended part of time is just uh, brutal, man. For a guy that rarely ever gets hurt, the timing on this thing is just yep. as bad as it gets. Yep, but. Um, tell you another thing too. The Bucks with a win tonight. They're on the road against the, the Nets, right? They're laying five and a half as of right now. Because of the Celtics' loss last night to the Knicks, that would mean Milwaukee would then be the one seed. I got something for you here. That'd be 15 straight wins. That would be. They can they can push this thing up to 20 based on their schedule. Yeah. You realize, and I get the All Star break was in there. The Bucks have not lost a basketball game since the same day Patrick Mahomes got injured against Jacksonville. Well done. How about that? That's their last loss. They were the, I thought they were the best team in the league when healthy last year, and they would have won it, and they got to be the team to beat this year when they're healthy. And don't be a moron, put more on it. I thought this could implode in Brooklyn, and it did. So I have that note, the make the playoffs no ticket. This was 1,400 last week. I called Von Tobel. I go, what am I missing here? Yeah. And now it's down to $6, the yes. The no's 4-1. to one. The, the Knicks have caught them. Miami and Atlanta both might catch them. Right. The Nets are going to be in the playing round. They're four dollars to miss the playoffs. That's crazy. Mm. And I, I, I mean, I was, we weren't on the air last week, but that was it was six fourteen hundred dollars. The other thing, how about the Knicks? They haven't lost since they acquired Hart. No, very good. They are playing. They are seventh and uh, the Thibodeau team is seventh in offensive efficiency. The Garden's rocking. They blitzed the Pelicans the other night. They beat the Celtics. And guess what? There is hope because they have a good roster and they have assets. And all they need now is a star. What are they missing? I mean, they're probably going to get the five seed and they don't have a superstar. So incredible work by the Knicks. Yeah, I would say like no top tier, right? Imagine uh, if they got Mitchell. No, no, no. You're wrong with that because Brunson's been better anyway. Brunson's been awesome. I know he has, but you get both guys. He might win win most improved player this year. And oh, he's by, in the recent the mix, yeah. Rand, Randall's playing out of his mind again, like he did a couple years ago when he went most improved. So they don't have like a Durant-type player on this team. Yes. And I, I don't even know why I said his name. It's because he went to Brooklyn instead of New York, I guess. But Randall and Brunson as a one-two punch, pretty damn good. That is solid, man. And oh, I they have a good point. roster. If they yeah. added one more guy to put him over. That they just need a on. star. Well, they, they were they were cruised. They were vilified and mocked because they didn't get Durant and Kyrie. How does that look now? 
They yeah. said, now nah, we don't want part of this package. Look, you know? I mean, looking back, how would you? What would you rather have right yeah, now? Right, yeah. With what they p- put together, or those two guys? I mean, Durant and Kyrie together. No, thank you. They're one big move away from being a contender. The five. Uh, who, who's the four right now? Cleveland's what, the four. It, Cle- how about Knicks, that first round I'll matchup? Knicks, sign me up. That's a hell of a matchup. But that goes back to you know the new New York media be all over them. Hey, you missed on Mitchell. Yeah. And uh, that'll be your first round matchup. But that's that's your four or five, and that's a great matchup. Yeah. Uh, great job by the Knicks, though. I mean, they are fun to watch. They're entertaining, and I can't believe they're playing this well offensively. But uh, great job putting this roster together and the pieces that they have, and the future is bright. All right, we have the uh, Arnie Palmer Invitational and UFC 285 this week. You can head over to Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. And for all golf fans out there, Bet Rivers is the place to bet the tournament this week. Uh, with top 10 insurance, place your pre tourney bet on an outright winner. The fun doesn't stop there. Bet Rivers has you covered for UFC 285 with parlay insurance and more. Check out betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today. Bet Rivers, it's a whole new game. Paulie will run down last night's betting action with win some, lose some coming up next. How about a 29 and 3 now on the season? And a team already went over their win total. Details coming up here on VSIN. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way. Is getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
This is Follow the Money on VSEN. A lot going on at VSEN. Three new shows with the new lineup, and we have new podcast. The College Basketball Betting Podcast, Matt Humans, Tim Murray, the Hockey Betting Podcast, Danny Burke and Annie McNeil. They cover all things hockey twice each week. They're all free and available now at vsin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, great response on this. Good job about TV shows that you liked and disappeared or uh, you couldn't believe it wasn't popular and just went away. Uh, the guy, the, the tweet about luck, very good. It was a horse racing show on HBO with a very good cast. Dustin Hoffman, Kevin Dunn's in it, who's phenomenal in Veep. Uh, they they had to shut it down. It was immediately renewed for a second season, but due, due to animal safety concerns, three horses died during production. The first season is still available on DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, it came out in 2012. That was a good show, but that's that 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 went bye bye because of what happened with the horses and City. I love City on a Hill with Kevin Bacon, Boston. Went away after three years. Yes, that, I watched that show on. I know time. plenty of people who like that show. Very and, good. And on luck, this is from uh, Stretch Runner Forty One on Twitter. Deadwood was written by David Milch, which I knew. He also did NYPD Blue, which was uber popular. But he also did Luck. And he points out Milch was brilliant. He's a tortured guy. Lost millions on horse racing. His memoir is heartbreaking. Wow. Might have to pick that up. Luck had potential. Okay. I mean, it was it was going to appears it was going to be good. Uh, okay, tonight. Uh, how about your tease? Just phenomenal. And this is something we need to track. And I know it's been successful in the past. And as Jimmy Vaccaro always says, respect the odds maker, the line. Uh, American, the Patriot League starts tonight. American is playing Bucknell. They were swept by Bucknell. They just played two weeks ago and were routed. Americans laying six. Yeah. How about this? Now, file this one away if they happen to meet. Colgate ran right through this league. They went 17-1 and in conference and won the league by six games. Both meetings against American were decided by a point, and that was their only loss in conference play. American. I think they're the seventh seed or something crazy. But, for, but American is laying six, and they were swept by Bucknell. So a couple things I will point out, and this is not telling you to go and bet the other side on any of this stuff, but two guys who share their power ratings and their numbers publicly, who are well-respected, Bart Torvik and Ken Palm, I will use their numbers here. Torvik actually makes American minus 3.7 in the game tonight. So per him, you would find some value on Bucknell. And Ken Palm makes American minus five in the game, for what it's worth. The other one in that conference, uh, Loyola, Maryland, opened up five against Holy Cross. They're now up to five and a half, and the total is 143 and a half. Both guys made it right around the number of five and five and a half. Loyola beat them by 20 last week. Mm-hmm. So, don't know the, the, the events and circumstances of what happened, but just giving you the facts there. Uh, Arkansas State just beat Coastal by 16, and uh, Coastal's favorite tonight. Uh, I, I they, will say, me too, with uh, some of these smaller tournaments is getting underway. Yeah, with, with these smaller leagues, Paulie, you're going to see some really, if you watch this stuff tonight, you're going to see some really bad basketball teams. And here's what we kind of yeah. need to happen. It won't, but Wright State opened up a 20-point favorite against Green Bay. Green Bay is just as bad as it gets. They're 3-28. and Wright State's already up to a 21-point favorite. But this is the type of team, I'd love to see Green Bay. It won't happen. 
but I'd love to see them shock the world and win this Horizon League, and then you get a six-win team in the in the tournament, and they're going to be a 16 seed, and they'll, yeah. they'll lose by 120 to a, yeah. a one seed. Yep. Yeah. Silly. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wright State beat them by 30 both times, and sure. you're right there. Dreadful. How about this little nugget? The quarterfinals of the Atlantic Sun are tonight, and the championship game is Sunday. Uh, b- better seed gets gets the game at home. Uh, you let, you gave out Kennesaw State. At 3-1. to one. Yep, they're the two seed. Uh, I think they were tied, but whatever. Um, no, they get, I think they have home Liberty. court in this. It's, bad. Well, it's, it's not weird. Liberty. It's, it's not weird. Liberty. Liberty does not have home court. Okay. Two teams that are still left are ineligible to make the big dance that because of this five-year transition mm-hmm. business. One of them, we just went through this with Bellamine, right? Remember, they won a, we just went through this last year. Like, and, and we thought were, that team was actually pretty damn good. They were, yeah, but they couldn't go because of these stupid rules. Right, right. So they're still alive. They play tonight, but they, they can win the conference tournament but can't go to the big dance. And Queens is another one. And I'll tell you, it really gets sticky in the Northeast Conference, Merrimack is the one seed. Not eligible again uh-huh. with these stupid rules. So uh, you wonder about the motivation for not only them, but the opponent when you see, hey, and it worked out for Bellamine that they won the conference tournament, but they, they, they couldn't go to the uh, the big dance. Mm-hmm. But you see, you're not eligible to go to the big dance even if you win the damn thing. So Merrimack in the Northeast, the one seed, and then they're big dogs tonight. But Bellamine catching a bunch against Liberty and Queens is the other team where in the Atlantic Sun quarters that even if they win the conference tournament, they can't go dancing. It's certainly an angle that you have to consider. Yeah. Right? Well, it's bizarre. Yeah, sure. Yeah, And as you said, big number, 16.5 for Liberty in that game. Kennesaw's late 8.5 against Queens. And the other one, Eastern Kentucky is 7, 152 against North Alabama. And Stetson is laying 2 against Lipscomb in the A-Sun. That total is yeah. 150. Now, yeah, they played, uh, they played two high-scoring games in their two meetings. Uh, do with that what you want, but it was 98-91, and another, the other game was a shootout, too. That's Stetson. So we'll see if yep. that goes over 150. Now, with some of the bigger boys tonight, I'm a tad late to the party on this because I missed Arkansas plus 7.5, but I did bet them this morning at plus 6.5. So this number has moved a little bit, um, but I'm still fine with 6.5. Tennessee, they're 2-6 and six ATS down the stretch. Arkansas, they... Had a great first half this past weekend against Alabama. Down the stretch, eight and three ATS and seven and two against the spread in their last nine against teams with a winning record. So I we talked about this yesterday, and I know t- some of Tennessee's best players have been banged up a little bit. I just I I think this is a coaching mismatch here with Musselman and the Razorbacks taking on Rick Barnes and Tennessee. So give me the points uh, with the Hogs. Matt Humans will have an opinion on this game, too, coming up. This is a big one for Boise State. Huge. They are laying one, two, at home to San Diego State. Aztecs, great program. Always seem to be ranked. Uh, only two conference losses. Boise has to be careful here, though, because they are on the bubble. And it goes back to how many teams are they going to allow in from the Mountain West? Nevada was in the 9-10 to 10 seed range before that bad loss last night. Boise got beat by San Jose State in overtime. Now they have this game, and, and Saturday they go to Logan, Utah. Mm-hmm. Tough place to play. Utah State also on the bubble. Yes, so they you are. lose this game, and, and Utah State needs it like blood Saturday, and then you could come limping into the tournament out here, losing three in a row, and then you'd you, you be in a, in a tough game in the first round. You'd probably play uh, New Mexico or somebody like that. So all of a sudden, this could go sideways, and Boise could miss the tournament I, if they I, lose four in a row. I will point out, just because teams need games – 
It doesn't mean they're going to win or cover. We had, I think, you know, two pretty big examples last night. West Virginia, I think, kind of had to have that game at Iowa State, and they did. They won the game. But also, Oklahoma State had to have that game. Weird, weird season. They had won five straight, lost four straight, and Baylor was a very short favorite on the road last night. I think Baylor's really, really good. I think I expect them to make a deep run again this year. Oklahoma State had to have that game. Mm-hmm. They, they, didn't, they came up short at home. They lost. But, no, you're right. Must win doesn't mean must bet. No yeah. doubt about it. And yeah. you're better off a lot of times maybe going against these teams that are on the bubble because they're on the bubble and they're around 500 for a reason. Yeah. Keep an eye on New Mexico. They're laying a lot of points at home tonight against Fresno. They are now out. They have to win the conference tournament out here to uh, make the big dance. That was a demoralizing loss Saturday. They blew a 10-point halftime lead of the Aztecs. San Diego State, like several teams did Saturday, hit a game-winning three at the buzzer. Yeah. So I, I'd be concerned about New Mexico. Patino did a good job this year, but uh, New Mexico, after a strong non-conference start, limping to the finish line. Another team that needs a win tonight would be Clemson. They are 2-1 to one to make the tournament at DraftKings. Plus $2 to actually make the big dance. So that tells you they're up against it. But with a win tonight at Virginia, that would help their cause. Clemson was tremendous over the weekend. They blew out NC State. Virginia laying a big number here at home. Came down half a tick, half a point. Uh, I still think Clemson plus six might be worth a play, just because I, I, I'm in that, I'm in the boat where I just I don't trust Virginia at all this year. I liked them a couple of years ago when yep. they won the tournament. This year, I, I, yep. I just I can't get there. Yep. All right, little guys underway. Uh, Liberty is two thirty, by the way, to win that conference. You took the second choice, Kennesaw three to one. Uh-huh. Colgate two dollars, two thirty to win the Patriot. Navy plus two seventy. Uh, Sun Belt which we'll do later in the week, but that's... did What was the Southern Miss thing? Was that to win the regular season, that guy ticket? Yeah. I, I, I can go back and look. I believe some books posted 200-1 to 1 on Southern Miss to win that conference. Wow. The regular season. Yeah, and they did. They are the one seed, yet they're the fourth... They have the fourth best odds. That'll tell you. To win the Sun Belt, yep. Youngstown State plus 150, the Horizon. Longwood, UNC Asheville, co-favorites, Big South. Likewise, out here with the West Coast, St. Mary's and Gonzaga, and uh, Oral Roberts, a dollar eighty to win the Summit. They went eighteen and zero in conference play. We'll talk to Matt Humans, who is Dynamite Betting College Basketball host here on Vsin. Coming up next, he has three best bets in college basketball tonight. Find out what they are coming up here and follow the money. It's Vsin, the Sports Betting Network. is Follow the Money on VSEN. Arnold Palmer Invitational, UFC 285, huge week. Bids t- uh, punched and go out this weekend in college hoops. Bet Rivers has you covered. It's the place to bet the Arnold Palmer with top 10 insurance. Place your pre-tournament bet on any outright winner. UFC 285 parlay insurance. BetRivers.com. Download the app. Great house special. It's a whole new game at Bet Rivers. Uh, TV shows you liked that weren't popular or surprised that more people didn't watch. I forgot about Newsroom. I liked that show a lot on HBO with Jeff Daniels. was not well received in season one, but it's went strong season three. Uh, the Deuce on HBO. I hated season three. Loved season one. Of what? Newsroom. Oh, really? I could not stand the way the show ended. It was time for that show to end, in my oh, opinion. Oh, okay. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, the Deuce went three seasons. David Simon. And people also chime in in Arrested Development. I like that. That was around for a long time. Yeah, I would agree. Yep. Uh, Matt Eumann's time, baby. Here we go. Uh, New show. 
coming up, uh, started Monday with Wes Reynolds. Very excited for that show. Going to be a ton of college hoops and a lot of golf as well. And he joins us to go over some golf and hoops as well. How's the new show going? Well, uh, through one night, I thought it was going great. By the way, I liked Magnum P.I. back in the day. I thought that was an underrated show. And I, I saw sure. Mitch on vacation flying around the Hawaiian Islands like he was Thomas Magnum. Uh, it's great to have you guys back. Uh, I know a well-deserved vacation there for a couple weeks, but there are three shows of V-CIN that are uh, fixtures in the lineup. Follow the Money, a numbers game with Gil, and then uh, Michael Lombardi in the Lombardi line. The rest of us are pieces in a chess game. We're, we're moved all over the board. It's a fluid situation, but it's great to have a uh, show uh, weeknights with Wes Reynolds, 9 to midnight Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific, and we're going to be heavy on college hoops for the next uh, five weeks, and you got to love it because uh, March is here. And, uh, man, how crazy. It was total chaos in college hoops over the last couple days. Yes. So we're going to be uh, we're gonna be talking a lot of college basketball for the next uh, uh, five weeks. Last night we had on Doug Kazarian of ESPN, Wayne Kripsky, former Cincinnati Reds GM, and we got Chris the Bear Felica on the show tonight. We're going to just talk a little NFL draft uh, with the Bear. I, I just can't wrap my mind around this Anthony Richardson hype and uh, him being the number one pick in the draft. I just, I can't see that happen. Yep. I'm with you on that one. Uh, so we are also the home of, of championship week too. There are so many conference tournaments out here in Las Vegas. Uh, but yep. let's start with the mountain West. A couple of games you like tonight. We were talking about this game before you came on. It's a huge game for Boise state because you have to go to Utah state Saturday and then you start the conference tournament you lost to San Jose State. You can't have a four-game losing streak here. You're on the bubble. You're right about that, Paul. And this number opened uh, Boise minus one last night. I bet it right away. I, I was waiting for this one to uh, open because I think this is a, a really good spot for Boise and not a good spot for uh, the Aztecs. I did bet San Diego State Saturday night at New Mexico, but that opened Aztecs minus one at Circa and closed three. Luckily, got a good number because Lamont Butler hit a three at the buzzer, and the Aztecs won that game by two at the pit. Mm -hmm. Well, that clinched the Mountain West for San Diego State because the Aztecs host Wyoming in their final, so they're going to win the conference outright. Boise took a bad loss, at, uh, like you said, at San Jose. You cannot afford, when you're a bubble team, and really San Diego State's the only team that's a lock in the conference right now, you can't afford to take a bad loss at this point, and that's what Boise did. Uh, so they've got to beat San Diego State in this game uh, tomorrow night in Boise. Like you said, at Utah State on deck. And um, Boise is the type of team that could give the Aztecs a little bit of trouble, too, because they shoot the three well. They got, um, they've got length, and uh, they got guys who can shoot it, like I said, in a pretty strong home court. And you're talking a back-to-back -back situation here for the Aztecs who played it in New Mexico, now have to go up to Boise. Yeah. I think the situation sets up great for Boise. Not surprised to see this number go from one to two overnight. I think the Broncos got to be the play. And also in the Mountain West, I played San Jose minus two over Colorado State. Tim Miles has done a great job at San Jose. Think about it, this is one of the worst basketball programs in the country a couple of years ago. And he's got them in the upper half of the Mountain West. Omari Moore had 24 points in that game uh, where the uh, Spartans beat Boise in overtime a couple nights ago. Miles facing his former team here. And uh, I've said this about Colorado State. Isaiah Stevens is kind of a one-man wrecking crew for the Rams. If you can contain him, you can beat Colorado State. 
and I like San Jose here as a short favorite. I like Boise a little bit better. That's my favorite play in the Mountain West tomorrow night. You also took the points right. with Arkansas? I did, and this opened seven. I didn't get the best number, dropped six and a half, and you're seeing a drop a little bit here. And I know Mitch was on Arkansas on Saturday, and I was too, and that was a three-point loss at Alabama. Tight shot three for 22 from three-point range in that game. Arkansas is playing pretty good defense, but offensively you've got three. You, you kind of have a big three here with Nick Smith, Ricky Council, and Devontae Davis. Nick Smith, he's back, and he's playing well. 50 points in the last two games. And if you look at Tennessee, a team that got swept by Kentucky, Vols really struggled offensively against Auburn, scored 46 points against Kentucky, scored 54. Uh, this is a game where I think the Hogs are live dogs on the road, and uh, the arrow's pointing up on this Arkansas team going into March. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Matt Humans, our guest, host here on the network. His new show with Wes Reynolds is at 9, Eastern, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Pacific right here on the network. So to golf this week and the Arnold Palmer Invitational, uh, it's a loaded field, Matt. But really, how many golfers in the world are playing better than Max Homa? I mean, Rom certainly is having an unbelievable start to the season. But Homa has been on fire. He's in that 24-25-1 to 1 range. Are you going to go to bat with him this weekend? Well, you're right about that, Mitch. And if you think uh, about the uh, tournament at Riviera a couple weeks ago and Rom held off Homa to get the win, what was the luck factor on John Rom that weekend? He gained about four strokes just on luck, including that ball that bounced off a grandstand and rolled up by the pin. Uh, Max Homa has got decent course history here in Arnold Palmer at Bay Hill in Orlando. Uh, he was two over in the tournament last year. Uh, he has a top 10 in this tournament. What I'm looking at here is basically a positive course history and uh, also current form, course form. Always look at those things in golf. And some of the top guys here in this field. Now, Scotty Scheffler won it last year. But Rory was one over. Rom was two over. These guys haven't set the world on fire on this course. And that's why I think you can look at some players at longer odds. And Max Homa, I do think he is, he's got a good shot to win. His track record in majors is not good. But I think he's got a really good shot to break through and win one this year. In fact, I just bet Homa at, uh, what, 20 to 1 odds to win the U.S. Open in L.A in June, but I like Homa in this tournament as well. I'm looking mostly at DraftKings, Circa, and Westgate Superbook odds here. And uh, the Westgate's got the best number on Homa at 25 to 1. Uh, Circa's got 24, so he's playable here. His short game is so good. He's putting so well right now. He's going to be tough to beat in pretty much every tournament he's in. So I think you know, you talk Rom and Scheffler, those guys are at single digits. You get Homa at 25 to 1, that's great value on that play. I'm also playing um, Cameron Young at 38 to one. He's still in search of his first PGA Tour win, but he's got a top 15 on this course. And uh, this is a guy who I think is going to emerge again at some point. It's been a little quiet lately, but actually, Homa is my top play. My number two play here is Matt Fitzpatrick. And Wes Reynolds and I talked about this on the show last night. You look at Fitz; he lives in Florida, and he broke through and uh, won the U.S. Open last summer. He's got a He's got a tie for ninth, a tie for 10th, a tie for ninth, and a second on this course. In 2019, he was 10 under, finished second. His course history here is outstanding. Fitzpatrick right now, 40 to 1 at the Westgate, uh, I think 35 to 1 at uh, Circa and DraftKings, and 7 to 1 to finish in the top 10. 
not going to be a bit, surfi- bit surprised if Matt Fitzpatrick is the winner this week, and that's a good number on him. Yeah, very good. I'm going to have to tell you on that for sure. Your new show is going to be must-watch television, must-listen radio over the next five to six weeks because you and Wes are heavy into college basketball and golf for sure, Matt. So can't wait to be a part of that as well. So thanks for the time today, and uh, good luck with the show moving forward. Appreciate it. You bet. Thanks. Yep. Thank you. He brought up Magnum P.I., by the way. that They told us when we went on a helicopter ride two weeks ago in Oahu, that was the actual helicopter they used on the show. No doors on it. I, I don't know if they were pulling a fast one or what. My mom loved that show. That was popular. Yeah, good. Yeah. How, Rick. How, how long yeah, did it Rick last? Higgins. Yeah. Higgins, very good. had a good, good run. Yeah. Magnum P.I. Yeah, yeah, I thought run. it was yeah. a good one. Well, it was all different ball game. Mid-80s, was, we had, what, what, 10 channels? We didn't have <laughs> channel, three Ten. channels. Yeah, right. Shorter than that? Okay, fewer yeah, than I, that? Right. Yeah. But that was uh, yeah, that was a hit. The mustache on Selleck? Come on, who's not <laughs> jealous of that? Let me look it up now. Higgins! <laughs> Rick, who else? Yeah. Uh, well, they did the remake. I didn't want to lie. I don't know. No, yeah, that, that's on right now, actually, I think. Like on CBS. Nance doing live reads for it every week during golf. The new Magnum P.I. Don't miss it. They go up in the chopper every week. Eight years. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, oh, wow. Good run. Consistently ranked top 20. Yeah. During the first five years of its run, high is number three. All right. Up next, we'll talk some NFL. Odds on uh, the team to draft first overall is up. And one NFL draft pundit said, quote, if I'm a GM, I'm scared to death of drafting him. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way. Is getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, 
I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. You just heard from Matt. VEASAN has a new podcast to help you bet college hoops. The VEASAN College Basketball Betting Podcast each week. Tim Murray, Matt Humans, Adam Burke. You get three episodes breaking down games and uh, looking at the futures market. Check out VEASAN's College Basketball Betting Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, uh, picks to win all these conference tournaments, too. And a great breakdown. You can read all the breakdowns on these yep. little tur- uh, tournaments at VEASAN.com. I believe Mel Kuyper has a new mock draft out today where it looks like he has a bunch of trades in it. So already, it's like, oh boy. Yeah, you tap out then. Yeah, well, at this point, right? Yeah. Because maybe. And again, it's it's looking like the Bears definitely, they're talking to a bunch of teams, so are they going to trade it? I, yes, is going to be a heavy favorite. I still think there's a small chance they keep it, but uh, we'll see. Evidently, Kuiper has a, like two teams trading into the top two. He's got the Texans trading to number one, and then the Colts trading to number two. And the Bears trading down a bunch. Like, they're going to, what? And he's got Young going number one overall, Stroud going number two. He's got Levis going number five, I believe. And then Richardson going number nine in the new mock draft. Yeah. So, Todd McShay, the update on Bryce Young's real height is 5'10 and a half, according to Todd McShay. Now, I was watching the Lombardi line here yesterday on VEASAN. Michael Lombardi. And uh, Stormy Bonatoni is the new host of the show. Stormy on her Instagram has a picture taken with Bryce Young. Okay. Now it's and she said on the year yesterday she's five ten, and it's about it's a weird angle, but based on this picture, Bryce Young is not as tall as, as Stormy is. Wow. And so there's also I guess a picture floating around. Mina Kimes from ESPN had her picture taken with Bryce Young. And Mina Kimes was standing right next to me at uh, Radio Row at yeah. the Super Bowl. She's not very tall at all. And evidently, Bryce Young did not exactly dwarf over Mina Kimes. So this stuff that we're going to see when he checks in this week, if it's six feet, you, you know it's BS immediately. And I don't even know if 5'10". Here's the picture, by the way, of Stormy. Stormy on the air yesterday says she's 5'10". Again, it's about where this picture was taken. But they're at, at best, Bryce Young is on eye level with Stormy. And you can follow Stormy on Twitter. She's at triple S, well, SS Stormy. <laughs> I, I will have to ask her about the handle sometime. Yeah. <laughs> but, but look at that photo, Paul. She's looking right at his eyes. There's, she, like, he's not looking down to her at all. It's definitely cause for concern. I mean, I, I have to agree with McShay. You can't have, like, the Oompa Loompas here at quarterback, and it's Baker Mayfield, yep. and every pass gets batted down right. the line of scrimmage. Uh-huh. You know, can't have it. Is it the be-all, end-all? Who knows? But we're also not talking about... There's a there's a there's two discussions here. Will he be a good pro, or does he deserve to go number one, and be be in that that height? Yep. So th- this is this is wild here. Uh, but th- this, and it, but I will point out that nobody knows anything. Remember, because go, go go back to what the 49ers just did with Trey Lance. <laughs> 
They trade up all these picks to take him top five. He's the third best quarterback on their roster. Mm-hmm. Mr. Irrelevant comes and saves the day. They have the 12-game winning streak. That's right. Till the, and takes him to the NFC title game. So w- whatever. Now, McShay has stated for the record that he likes Bryce Young a lot. But he did add, quote, if I'm a GM, I'm scared to death of drafting him. Well, he's also catching heat for the Carter comments, too, about whether he was told that. Or, but, but yeah, well, oh, yeah. I was told Carter's got some... I, I, no one's apparently said there's any character issues ever with Carter. Yeah, everybody reached out from Georgia and said, wait a second, where yeah, are you getting this from? Right. So a team probably leaked that to him and he went with it. But again, you you can have you can say both those things, right? You can love Bryce Young and still say, if I'm a GM, I'm scared to death. Because if you are a GM and you take this guy number one overall, or extreme, it doesn't have to be number one. If you take him, whatever, number two, number three, wherever. But especially because there's this... You know, when you there's a lot that goes into it when you're taking number one overall. The hype is just there. The expectations are much higher than if you go number two, which is silly. But if you're a GM and you take this guy that high, the reason why you need to be scared to death is because if he is actually five nine or five nine and a half, and he's thrown around like a rag doll and he gets hurt by week six, you're never going to hear the end of it. And that's why Chris Ballard, the GM of the Colts, came out and said, "Like, uh, look, um, I've done a terrible job. I whiffed on this." And we, we'll do whatever we can to get it right and take the guy that we need. Yeah. And but, so, I, and he has a history here. There was a great thread on Twitter about Ballard's history of drafting players. He has never taken a quarterback. And he hasn't taken too many. But he does not take quarterbacks who are below, like, six foot one. And he, he's had a lot of guys in the history here that are six foot four, six foot five, or other guys that they bring in. Now, he said that. And then Jim Irsay came out last week. And he never said his name, but he made this comment about Bryce Young. Although the Alabama guy doesn't look bad, I tell you. Um, but uh, uh, it'll, be, it'll be exciting, and I think that shows um, that we have talent here, those games. So we're looking forward um, to Shane really coming in and utilizing that talent. Yeah. So the Alabama kid doesn't yeah. look bad. Yeah, right. Ooh. Yeah, he just throws it out there. So the, the, Col- the, the Colts, right, that's with their history. You're, you keep going uh, the veteran route, Rivers, Wentz, Ryan, and it hasn't worked out. So he's okay, well, I, I have to try to get the young quarterback here, go that route. But for these, I, I don't think, I don't trust any of these guys. What, and it's absolutely, I'm going to trade up and give up significant assets to do so, whether it's Richardson, Levis, Stroud, or, or Young. I, mm-hmm. No way. I'm better off. I'm better off crossing my fingers and and hope something doesn't get done in Baltimore. And I'll try to give up two picks, three picks to get Lamar Jackson. I can have an MVP, and I'll just I can pay him go that route. I don't know what I'm going to get about these guys. What, what I have with these guys, and mm-hmm. it's just it's a you're fifty fifty on some of them. Yep, there is an offshore book that has the prop up team to select first in the draft. Texans are the shortest shot at plus two forty. Followed by Indy plus two seventy five, the Raiders are four to one, and the Bears are plus four fifty. There is someone who covers the Bears. Last night on Twitter said the Bears at plus four fifty is the worst bet on the board. So the a guy who covers them said basically they're absolutely going to trade the pick. Yeah. So Concur. I will say this about the Colts, <clears throat> and this is just me, you know, thinking about line season and how they're framing this. Again, Ballard pointing out we'll do whatever we can. To get the, and everybody jumped to the conclusion, well, they're going to trade up to number one. Ursay kind of doubly down and saying, we like the Alabama kid. You know, the Texans are, are in their own division. Maybe there's a chance that the Colts love a, a player like Levis or Richardson 
And they're doing this because they're going to force the Texans to trade up and give up too much and then take Bryce Young. And all along, they can get either Richardson or Levis or maybe it's even Stroud at number four and they don't have to move. That could be a play inside their own division. Again, Lions season will say this, will create a narrative. Texans got to trade up because they're going to give more than we will. And they, they, they're they going to take the guy that we don't even want. You it, like Stroud? Uh, no, Second I'm overall not. pick? No, I couldn't. I couldn't no, take him. No. I couldn't take him. No. no. I, I, I'm with you. I couldn't take any of these guys. Yeah. I just, I couldn't do it. I, if I'm, I know, not, not to maybe, I might be better off taking a hooker in the second round. Well, I, I could do that too. You might be better off just saying, you know what? We're good right now. We're not going to take a quarterback. Take my chances of being bad next year. I'd rather have some of the guys coming out next year. Right, right. Well, I, I'll, I, I'll, I, yeah, I'll, I'll do a bridge. I'll go with one of these veterans that's out there, or Winston or somebody like that. Yeah. If um, you tell me right now that I could completely stink next year, and I need a quarterback right now, and lock up the number one pick in the draft, I would do that and take Caleb Williams over any of these guys this year. That's It would be worth it yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah, fair. Lamar Jackson, next team, if not Baltimore. Atlanta, 3-1. to one, Jets, plus 350. Raiders, Buck. Bucks, get them out of it. Bucks, Fort Joy. They're, already, they're on record. Trask is going to get the job. Yeah. They're going with Trask. Oh, and they're hamstrung with the cal- salary cap. Sure, right, yeah. Pro football focus, the landing spot, they say... Baltimore. Going to go back to the Ravens. I, I don't think that that's... They had a good breakdown. They had basically the top 50, I think, free agents and where they're going to end up. <clears throat> so it was a good read yesterday. But, I mean, it seems like Baltimore... Baltimore and the Packers kind of seem like the same team to me right now. It feels like the Packers, they're, they're, they're done with Rodgers. And it doesn't, doesn't it kind of feel to you that because of what happened right. with Deshaun Watson's price that they're going to say, nah, we're going to move on from, from Lamar? It doesn't look good. They're, they're not close on the money. Uh, and the other thing, you're right, Watson has screwed this up, at least his agents in this deal. The other thing is, I don't know what to believe in Green Bay with uh, Hobbit guy. I mean, but this McGinn, McGinn's podcast, that they're done with him, he didn't put the work in, he was lazy. And then Jeff Darlington said to everything I'm hearing, a guy I trust says he's coming back. So, mm. But uh, I, I would think Rodgers is bye-bye. And then Carr is meeting with several teams at the Combine in Indy. You can add the Panthers to that list. Yeah, I could see that too, because you're right. Carolina, you said it yesterday. You're talking about giving up huge assets to jump from 9 to 1. You Yes, a lot so, of picks there. So Carr's talking with Carolina, the Jets, Saints, see where he winds up. Yep. Um, and, and the Jets, I mean the Jets. You know the Jets haven't had a quarterback with a winning record since the Sanchez? Can you believe that? Yeah. How bad it's been? <laughs> so, I, uh. Well, so you brought up Carr to tie it into the Jets. He's actually minus $2 to go to the Jets. Pro Football Focus has Carr going to the Saints at 3-1. to one. Again, we said this on the air yesterday. Yeah, I could see it. We don't think the Jets, we don't think that makes sense for the for Carr. We, we think the Saints would make much more sense for a guy like D.R. Carr. It just, Carr's not going to handle New York very well at all. That, that will not go well for that guy. What a horrible run with the Jets. Zach Wilson, 8-14. Flacco, 1-8. Mike White, 2-5. Darnold, 13-25. Josh McCown, five and eleven. Bryce was was Petty a second round pick? Well, Third? I think so. Yeah. Gee, there's another one. No, he might have been fourth round. One and six. He? Geno Smith, twelve and eighteen. Sanchez, yeah. thirty three and twenty nine. Oh my God. Yeah. Pro Football Focus. They have Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones each going back to the Giants. Yeah. And then you can also bet on the Raiders starting quarterback for next year, Week One. Rodgers minus two dollars. Stidham four to one. Daniel Jones plus four fifty. 
Pro Football Focus has Jimmy Garoppolo. He's six six to one. I could see that. So could I. Yes. Where's Hopkins going? Giants might be a landing spot for him. Okay. A brief NHL recap coming up next, along with today's card. Two very strong first period totals collide. Is it worth it? This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Huge weekend at Bet Rivers, Arnold Palmer Invitational, UFC 285. John Jones back. Bet Rivers has you covered every boost, every line, and you have Arnold Palmer Top 10 Insurance, UFC 285 Parlay Insurance. Four tickets go out this weekend in the madness and great house specials. Check out betrivers.com or download the app. It's a whole new game at Bet Rivers. Tom Habistro is a terrific NBA mind. He is part of Metal Arc Media and the Basketball Illuminati podcast. He joins the program now. Tom, it's good to talk to you again. Uh, It's early here, obviously, on a Tuesday morning following the news of the LeBron James injury. Are you hearing anything at all at this point? All we heard yesterday, obviously, was extended amount of time. What do you think that means? Yeah, the reports are that he's going to miss several weeks, uh, multiple weeks with this foot injury. And that's extremely concerning. Just obviously, he's such a great player, uh, all-time scoring leader. But we're running up against the clock here as the regular season uh, comes to a finish. You know, we typically think of the as the all-star break at is the halfway point in the season. And we talk about it being the second half of the season here. But if you look at the standings, we're about three quarters through the way to the season, not a halfway through the season. The Lakers have 61 games under their belt, which means they only have 21 left. And there's only about six weeks left in the season. So you do the math. If LeBron James is out for a significant amount of time, whether it's four weeks, whether it's uh, five weeks, potentially six weeks, that could be a season-ending injury. Uh, when you look at the Lakers right now as the 12th seed, and yes, they're close to getting into the play-in tournament that includes the top uh, 10 teams, the, the 7, 8, 9, and 10 teams go to a play-in tournament. If the Lakers are on the outside looking in, and there's a very high probability of that given the fact that LeBron James being out for the Lakers 14 games this season, the Lakers are 5-9, and nine, they need to go more like, uh, you know, with 21 games in, left in the season, they need to go about 17 and four, some, go on a on a run here to make to guarantee that they get in a in the play-in tournament. So this injury to LeBron James is an absolutely devastating blow to the Lakers' championship not uh, not championship hopes, obviously championship hopes, but their play-in viability is really dampened by the fact that LeBron James is going to be out. And it also looks like, um, you know, D'Angelo Russell is also battling an injury to himself. So if the availability of no Russell Westbrook, no LeBron James, and now it looks like no Patrick Beverly and no uh, D'Angelo Russell for the Los Angeles Lakers uh, it's it's going to be an uphill battle for the Lakers to make the playoffs. I need the Anthony Davis that was uh, so good in New Orleans is what I need, and to show up and try to save the season. Who does that open the door for, in your opinion? And no one's talking about the defending champs here, but the Warriors only a game over five hundred and seven and twenty three on the road. What do you think of Golden State's chances if they get in? Yeah, I think the Warriors 
are an underrated championship uh, future pick for me, title pick, because of the fact that, you know, we have such a long documented history of them performing when it matters most last year, winning the championship against the Boston Celtics when those big three are on the floor. They're just another team. Clay, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Stephen Curry have only played for 23 games this season. And right now, I think at DraftKings, you can get them at plus 1,600 uh, to win the championship. Defending champs yeah. at plus 1,600, that's insane. That's almost unheard of. And yes, they are struggling this season on the road, but there's nothing to me that suggests that this is a long-term issue. We've seen four championships from this team, um, and I think when you look at them going forward, I like those odds. I actually like them better than what the standings suggest. And in terms of what team can sneak into the playoffs now that the Lakers uh, with LeBron James, are, you know, that is going to be a very difficult proposition for them, even though we saw Anthony Davis amazing in the bubble with the Lakers in the playoffs a couple years ago. Uh, I just don't see them being able to carry the load going in for them. I think that the Blazers, if Damian Lillard continues to play this way, um, I think the Blazers jump the Pelicans in the standings and maybe get into the play-in tournament here. Because, look, Damian Lillard, 71 points in 39 minutes. Just absurd production. He's averaging 40 points a game in the month of February. If he keeps this up, yes, the Blazers are going to take the Lakers and the Pelicans spot there. Tom, there, uh, you know, I saw a lot of hot takes after the Mavericks blew that 27-point lead against the Lakers on Sunday, saying, you know, bad roster, no depth, bad coach, no chance to come out of the West. Are you in that same group? I was in that group when Kyrie Irving was traded there. Oh. I'm not a believer in Kyrie Irving. Um, I've always believed that uh, he's the headaches are, are not worth the the upside of Kyrie Irving. Yes, he hit the great shot in 2016. And he had an amazing postseason run, but this is a guy who's not been available for his his teams on a consistent basis, even before we talk about the vaccine. Um, that was true with injuries and just uh, you know player strife in the locker room. I I just don't see Kyrie Irving performing that well consistently for the Dallas Mavericks to be considered um, you know a championship contender. So the Dallas with Luca, they're always going to be a tough out in the postseason. But as you're seeing with all of the um, – they're not on the same page in, in clutch situations. Luka Doncic is being targeted by his coach in post-game sessions for not having the right maturity levels to win games right now, that he needs to up his maturity level and not complain to officials. It just seems like there's a lot of dysfunction there in Dallas. And who could have seen that coming with Kyrie? <laughs> yes, <laughs> all great points, no doubt about it. An important stretch here. Not only for the Hawks, but for Trey Young. I mean, you got to get along with somebody here. And now they gave Quinn Snyder a lot of money. Uh, how do you think the Hawks and Trey Young respond now with the new coach and McMillan out and Snyder in? The writing is on the wall with Trey Young. If you read the reports about Quinn Snyder, and we know about Quinn Snyder's appetite for having personnel input, meaning this is a very young front office with former NBA player Landry Fields, one of the youngest GMs in the league. Um, and an assistant GM in Kyle Korver, who they basically just made this front office overnight with almost no experience in the business side of the game. And now you're seeing Quinn Snyder, who's one of the most successful regular season coaches in recent history, joining the club. And the reports are saying that he is going to have really serious input on personnel. The writing is on the wall for Trey Young. If he does not see eye to eye with another coach here, um, in, in Quinn Snyder, a former Hawks assistant, 
I could see Trey Young being put on the trade block to try to recoup some of those first-round picks yeah. they lost in the DeJounte Murray. They have someone, a star player, at his position already. If it doesn't work out with Quinn Snyder, don't be surprised if we see Trey Young being moved this offseason. Tom Habistrow, our guest, follow him on Twitter. Uh, listen to the podcast as well. You tweeted about this. Uh, a couple minutes left, I'll put you in charge. The ratings were uh, pathetic for the All-Star game. How do you fix it? You put your foot down and make star players care about it, whether it's incentivizing it with money or incentivizing it with harsh ramifications in the CBA. Um, There has to be a conversation with Adam Silver and the heads of the Players Association that the players have to give the product um, much more care than what we're seeing right now. It is a joke when fans are watching this game. There are no stars to be seen on the floor, and they're chucking 50-foot three-pointers down the stretch, and no one's participating in the dunk contest. You have to hire someone from the G League. It's not an NBA product anymore. I think they need to really make the players care now. Good point about the dunk contest. I mean, you have to go with McClung. But Why don't these guys want to do the? This has been like this for a long time, that no one wants to do the dunk contest. They don't want to be memed. They don't want to be embarrassed if oh, they don't yep. land a dunk or they don't do well. And that's really what it's all about is, is LeBron James didn't want to do the dunk contest years ago, and it set the stage for star players to not want to be you know, embarrassed on the national stage. So you need to change that equation. You need to change the conversation. And the question is, we know David Stern could do it. Can Adam Silver get the players to start caring about All-Stars? Great point. You can follow him on Twitter. He's at Tom Habistro, and uh, the podcast is called the Basketball Illuminati Pod. Uh, Tom, great to talk to you as always. Thanks so much for the time today. You got it. Anytime. Well yep. done. Brought up the Warriors, 16-1 to yep. one to win the championship right now. I will ask you at DraftKings, with a win tonight, the Bucks are, by a half game, in first place over the Celtics. Right now, Boston plus 280, Bucks plus 5-1. to one. Forget about the one seed overall. Shouldn't the Bucks be closer to the favorites than they what should they are? Be. Absolutely, they hundred percent. Yes, they were the t- they were the best team last year when if healthy. I would agree. And they're the, I think they're the best team this year. They should be the favorite. Yeah, absolutely. I took a little keep the winning. We, we had the conversation night. yesterday on should Joker be higher than three dollars. I actually came back and took a little on. I didn't see Giannis get to where he was at. He's around 14, 16 to one to win the MVP. Mm-hmm. I just assumed he was still around 7-1. to one. That straw poll is telling you, voters are telling you, Giannis is closer to Nikola Jokic than Embiid is. Why yeah. is Embiid plus 350? Plus, here come the losses for the Sixers now. Toughest remaining schedule. Yep. All right, not bad. I, I'm just saying, there's a path here. Giannis is probable tonight. Can they win? Can they get? Can this get to 22? Can this get to can it, 24, can it, 25? It can get yeah. to 20, in my opinion. Yeah. 20-game uh, winning streak. Bunch of plays for tonight in pocket. What we have coming up here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. 
This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. Is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.